on this episode of the Best of Bias podcast. You got me talking pop culture from the last couple of weeks. Um, we got plenty of topics for you guys today. I hope you guys are ready for a loaded podcast. Plenty of plenty of topics. Um, a lot of shit happened in the last couple of weeks, and I hope you guys are ready to discuss it. I know Nipsey also got his um, star on the Walk of Fame on his birthday and actually got a day um, named after him or sit after him in L.A. Um, this week. Um, R.I.P. Teddy Ray, a comedian out here in California, Bay Area, L.A., kind of a known kind of like neighborhood, kind of like legend out here, passed away recently, 32 years old, very, very sad. LeBron, uh, Bronny, actually, excuse me, LeBron's son, Bronny, looking at Oregon, and you know how hype I, uh, hype I was when I heard that, so we definitely got to talk about that. KD probably staying in uh, Brooklyn, this saga continues. Um, the Christmas schedule was released, plenty of stuff to talk about, a variety of stuff for you guys today. It's the Best of Bias podcast, like Del Nero, it's just me today, I'm sorry, but... Uh, Got a lot of stuff to talk about, so you will not be without. Um, it's the Best of Bias podcast. Enjoy. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Yeah. Uh, the best of bias. Yeah. Uh, it's the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Bias podcast. It's your boy, Lydell De Niro, in the building, ready to bring you guys some more topics, some more laughs, and some more love, like I always do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's just me by myself today, but you already know how that goes when I'm by myself. That's when I give you guys the best intimate topics. You know what I'm saying? We back with video, as you guys can see, and you can see this lovely background. Y'all can see that shit expanding, man. I told you guys. That, that shit was going to expand. You guys been seeing me do these um, unboxing of these uh, pops that I've had. Um, so now you get to see what I've been unboxing and actually the the product of it, man. My collection is going to keep on growing. And I told you how I am on that whatnot app. Thank you, whatnot. Um, if you want to sponsor the podcast, you definitely can go ahead and do that. Because, I mean, I've been spending a lot of money with y'all lately. Um, and hopefully y'all can make me some money in the future because these pops, man, they be going crazy in the market. You know what I'm saying? Especially... Um, you know, as these shows and movies, I already, already went over the spill, and I ain't gonna keep on. I'm not gonna keep on doing it for y'all. Cause y'all know what I'm on, and I and y'all know. Y'all get y'all. If you do, y'all know, or y'all don't know. And I'm not gonna go there with y'all. But let's talk about some topics. Firstly, I'm gonna start off with the somber stuff and get it out of the way early, um, not to lessen it at all, but just because I don't want to be sad the whole episode. But Teddy Ray, um, comedian out here um, in California, um, he's very popular in SoCal and in the Bay Area. Um, does a lot of stuff with uh, Lewis Belt, Lou Do Too Much. Um, they were getting big, man. Um, really big on social media. Uh, also, fellow podcasters, um, they were on the come up. Um, entrepreneurs, young uh, comedians coming up, uh, making away from themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us are doing now, man. Entrepreneurs and a lot of us out of California, a lot of people, young people in the world, at, I mean, anywhere, just trying to get it out the mud and become something, make something of ourselves with the little we were given. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to manifest stuff from nothing. And a lot of these guys and a lot of these social media people are actually getting to that pinnacle and to see them kind of go pass away, leave us a little early is always sad to see, especially when he was just getting to where he was going to be. Um, they said he found him uh, round in his swimming pool out there in LA at a riverside or something like a house out there. He was uh, at 
Um, I don't know if he drowned. I don't know if something happened and he just fell into the water and he was found in the pool, but he was found face down in the pool, drowned, which was really sad. Um, man, it was just kind of crazy because I swear, the thing about Teddy, I swear I seen him growing up at a club or something in the Bay Area, you know what I'm saying? And to see him actually with Lewis and he's out of Oakland made me kind of really think that as well. Shout out to everybody who went to the Glow back in the day. If Teddy Ray was back in the Glow, uh, back in the day, and back in the day, hella getting it and dancing. It could, maybe it wasn't him, but it really looked like him. He kind of a bigger guy, kind of like had gigs, and he kind of sounded and reminded me of him. I thought I saw him around in like East Palo Alto and a lot of local areas. So to me, I kind of felt like I knew him a little bit, but I could be mistaken. Um, if I am, I'm sorry, but uh, that's how that's how you know close to home this one hits because I felt like I I knew him. I've seen him like not growing up. I didn't know him and like in person by name, but I think I saw him a lot neighborhood kind of like around locally growing up. So to see somebody actually start to make it that you kind of knew that was kind of local, um, that was always inspiring to see and to see him pass away so early and under such tra tragic circumstances is just kind of crazy. Um, RIP to him. And I know Lewis is probably going through it right now because that was his partner. Um, they put a lot of work together and a lot of work in together to pave a lot of ways for uh, Bay Area um, comedians and just creatives that in general. Um, we see all the people in other regions kind of doing it and trying to emulate and create a community of artists, um, comedians, entertainers, um, and manifest stuff that way. And we saw actually him um out there working with uh, again lewis and marshawn lynch to do the comedy thing and just kind of like putting the bay area on the map on that in that sense um working with mike epps and stuff like that um so it's sad to see him go when he has so much potential um r.i.p to him and uh bless his family and all that stuff too um sad to see him go 32 is so young man um I'm sure more details will come out later, but I'm sure that we don't need to know any more details. I'm sure that, you know, those details are for him and the privacy of his family so they can mourn in peace. You know what I mean? So RIP him. Um, and also, whew, this, this one's not as somber as it was when it actually happened, but Nipsey Hussle, his birthday was August 15th, a couple of days ago here, um, in which they honored him with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is obviously like one of the highest honors speed racers down the street again. Um, it's like one of the highest honors when it comes to entertainers, um, just to see your, you know, your likeness, not even really your likeness, but your name emulated and just kind of like immortalized on that walk of fame with all these other stars is definitely a blessing. And for Nipsey Hussle to be re uh, recognized still as even though, you know, he was just, you know, getting his, his footing and just becoming the legend he actually was before he was taken so early from us. Um, he made such an impact on so many people. It's just really good to see LA give back to him. Like he put so much into LA, you know what I'm saying? He did so much for his neighborhood, um, try to change stuff in his neighborhood, um, which was actually one of his demises. You know what I'm saying? Not really, um, getting out of the neighborhood, um, kind of being around people that didn't really want, not, not all the people, but some people that were in the neighborhood didn't want to see him shine and didn't want to see him do good things around the neighborhood. So that was, that's what ended up happening. As we all know, the Eric Holder guy who is in jail and, uh, should ride in jail for what he did. And, you know, just the details of it are just so crazy. And for us to have to still hear about the details of the case years later, it's been three years now. Um, it doesn't really seem real. It doesn't seem that uh, that that long ago. Um, but yeah, 
not to put a damper on the day, the day was beautiful. Lauren London, his grandma, a lot of people were out there talking on his behalf, um, thanking the city of LA, which had really turned out for uh, Nipsey Hussle and his family. Um, we're there to honor him on his 37th birthday. And the mayor actually also honored him with the day in LA, August 15th on his birthday is actually Nipsey Hussle Day in LA. So that was beautiful to see as well. Um, just to see Lauren London in high spirits still out there being able to talk publicly about her husband and things that are going on socially is just really good to see. And it's really good to see her in a good place. And um, I heard everybody was really crying when his grandma started to speak. So um, yeah, man, I remember when I heard about the news, I, kind of, I broke down I was at orientation for a job and I had to walk out for a second um, because a lot of people were passing away from gun violence. And when it happened in Nipsey Hussle, I got real scared. I was like, man, if people are out there killing him, can touch people that seem to be un untouchable and are I remember I think I may have had a podcast about it or when it happened and kind of reflected it with you guys but it was just kind of it was kind of hard for me to deal with so just kind of um you know reflecting on that time and really getting to see how he you know I wasn't even really the biggest Nipsey Hussle like music listener like the biggest music fan but just the way he moved and the way that he was changing the game changing how rappers kind of like did business and stood on their uh, stood on their name. It was just a little, it was way different. Trying to teach the younger uh, generation um, uh, financial security, financial wealth, and just how to represent your neighborhood in the right way. Um, it was it was always motivating, and it was, it was always a good look. And him just being so close to Snoop Dogg and being Snoop Dogg's little protege, being from the same place. Um, was he from the same place? No. He might have been. Um, and they look just alike. And it's everything about him was just like, man, uh, just it just seems like a positive role model for a lot of people coming up and things may be changing um, in hip hop, but then him being taken from us. Um, it did let us see um, how a new way of looking at it being, you know, ways to put your money out and just better your neighborhood, better yourself as a, as a rapper, rather than just being a rapper, you can be a businessman and be a mogul. And we saw his rise from street legend rapper to mogul, Puma, his own brand, uh, the marathon continues and all that stuff. Yeah, he just tried to lay that blueprint. We saw it with the Jay-Z's of the world, P. Diddy's, Kanye's of the world, but we kind of felt kind of more attached to Nipsey Hussle because we saw his rise from the streets to businessman, to entrepreneur, to mogul. And yeah, it's just kind of crazy to, you know, come to the realization that he's gone actually. And we are talking about him in the past tense when there's so much more that he could have done and planned to do for our community. And our community, as far as hip hop goes, is in a crazy place right now, but I'm not gonna delve too much on that because I'm gonna change it up on y'all, you know what I'm saying? Get into some sports, hit the sports corner real quick. Cause I'm gonna talk about Bronny James. Y'all know who Bronny James is, LeBron James' son. Um, one of two sons. You got Bryce and Bronny. Bronny, I think, is a junior right now in high school, Sierra Canyons. He could be a sophomore, but I think he's a junior at this point. Um, you know, and a lot of people are committing for the 2023 class. Um, to know, uh, you know, if they're hoopers or really recruited hoopers, they're trying to see where the kids are going to go to college already. And people are committing their junior years to colleges so they can prepare for their senior year and can just, you know, seamlessly transition into that D1 school and just do whatever they're gonna do. So people are looking at these, you know, players now and trying to see what they're gonna do. And Bronny, he, it's his time. I mean, if he's not gonna go straight to the G League, um, he has to pick a college to go to. And we are kind of speculating what school he's gonna go to. We are, we also, I mean, automatically think he's gonna 
you know, consider the LA schools, UCLA, U uh, USC, um, and of course, Ohio State, because, you know, his dad is from Ohio and all that. And then you got Michigan um, with the whole Jordan connection. And they, I think they might've made the final four last year or elite eight, one of those two. They're, you know, and their, and their program has always been top notch. But then you got Oregon, of course, man. I could talk a little bit about this program. And uh, Dana Altman, the last couple of years, I've had some shit going. Um, the last, I would say 10, maybe eight to 10 years, uh, they've had some shit going over there. Um, and it's just been getting better and better. Recruiting has been getting better and better. The players we get have been get, uh, better and better. Uh, the NBA prospects they've been producing have been getting better and better. Um, so Dylan Brooks, to name a few, Bowl Bowl, he hasn't really played as much. Um, uh, Tony, uh, let me see, uh, who, who else? Uh, Kyle Dorsey. Oh, excuse me, Tyler Dorsey. He's playing with the um, Mavericks right now. Uh, Omaruyi, he played for the uh, Oregon Ducks last year. He's on the Mavericks as well. Um, who else we got out there playing? It's a lot of Oregon people. Oh, yeah, Chris Boucher, he on the uh, Raptors. So the players are getting better and better. Um, this year, Dan Allman got a five-star recruit. Um, young, I think his name is Cal. Cal Ware, um, he's thought of to be a consensus top 10 pick for the draft, one and done, of course. And then next year, we got a couple of players, uh, Mookie Cooks coming in, and we just got one more uh, five-star. I think his name was Kwame something. I forgot exactly what his name was, but he's another five-star recruit to add to the 2023 class, and that's where Bronny James steps in. You know, if he's a junior now and he's going to be a senior and he's ready to commit for 2023, um, people are saying that Oregon is the 50% chance that he goes there from sources that are unnamed. Um, just because of the Nike ties, I think the school will go, uh, you know, Phil Knight's probably in LeBron's ear. Um, they have that lifetime contract with LeBron James and, you know, Nike and Oregon are kind of synonymous. Um, we have uh, Mookie Cook, I guess, was on um, Bronny's AAU team um, and they won the championship together. And they also shot a movie together called Shooting Stars. So there's a connection there. And Mookie recently recommitted to the Ducks after decommitting um, originally. Um, and he recommitted to them. So maybe there was some little whisperings that Bronny's going to come there. So if Mookie Cook goes there with that new other five-star that we got, it can be a class for the ages and that can bring a natty to Oregon and all kinds of publicity. So um, that would be amazing. And you would hear me talk about that every day, every week on this podcast. Let me tell you that shit would be, that shit would be nuts first and foremost, but we don't know. LeBron James has already uh, responded saying that he hasn't, um, you know, talked to many schools. He may have just talked to like one or two coaches and, when Bronny's ready, ready to commit and make that announcement, you'll hear it from him and not know sources, unnamed sources, quote unquote. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a little way of him saying, you know, it ain't official yet. When Bronny's ready to tell you, he'll tell you he's committing to Oregon and that'll be what it is. But I, I'm just hoping that does happen. Um, it's pie in the sky for me right now. But if I hear any inklings of it, of course, I'm going to talk about it. What do you expect, man? I'm a fanboy. I'm a make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pie in the sky dreams. You know what I'm saying? So, Bronny, make that decision. Take your time, player. We won't rush you, but we got something for you over there in Eugene. Come on by. We can uh, start your signature shoe while you're in college. Whatever you need. The NIL money, you probably going to get, ooh, 100 mil <laughs> off bat. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Hey, this, the decision's easy. Just come on through. Come through. I, hey, and if he does, best of bias listeners, we going to Eugene. We starting the party. Uh, we all going to carpool together. We're going to tailgate every game at Matthew Knight Arena because that's just going to be clean. Um, next, LeBron James commits to the Lakers, man. There was speculation he might not um, resign and he would be a free agent after this year. Um, but he did extend um, two years for $97.1 million, um, making him the highest earning NBA basketball player ever in NBA history, of course, uh, with a total of $532 million earned. And that doesn't even include the off-the-court investments that he has. So he's he's definitely a billionaire by now, not not to count his pockets or anything like that. But LeBron James is LeBron James. And it's good to see that he's recommitting and, uh, you know, committing to staying with the Lakers for the next two years. Um, that'll entice some free agents to actually come there. And it will show that he's committing to the rebuilding of whatever they have going, to at least for the last couple of years of his career. Um, and that also bodes well for his chances of getting, or, well, he wants to have Ronnie play with him before he retires, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> especially if LeBron tries to get square, he, he plans to get this year and they don't have a first round pick to 2027. So, and they might even trade that to get Kyrie Irving mid season. So I don't know if that, that'll make that happen. So maybe he'll, after the two years up, still play some more. Cause he, you know, he does find the fountain of youth every year and regenerates itself to be able to stay at a peak level, still score 30 points, have almost triple doubles almost all the time. Uh, but it's good to see. I'm, I'm ready to see what the Lakers are going to do this year. Uh, Russell Westbrook is back. Anthony Davis is back. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. They signed a couple people in the offseason. Nothing is really clear with them yet of what's going to go down. Um, but he's back there. He is back there. Uh, speaking of free agency, I'm hearing rumblings of Carmelo Anthony maybe going back to the Nuggets to come off the bench and retire with the Nuggets. Hey, I'd be all open to that. You know what I'm saying? You already know how I feel about my boy Melo. So I would welcome that with our open arms. Um, our bench unit, I mean, it's not a lot of scoring off the bench. So Melo could hold that down. And all we need him to do is, uh, you know, score, uh, especially with the addition of Bruce Brown and uh kcp to hold it down and help aaron gordon out with the defensive side of stuff shut stuff down we just need a score to pay attention to that side and uh maybe another big to help us out but the saying about the nuggets right now you already know how i feel about that talk about the nuggets in a bit but i'm gonna brush over this kd situation though because man this is getting exhausting kd wants out of brooklyn um brooklyn doesn't want to let him go for trump change they're trying to uh you know, take somebody's whole roster if they want KD. And as they really, you know, rightfully should, KD has four years left on his contract. And, you know, he can't just bounce in just because he wants to go, just go and be traded for pennies. And they want to make sure that if they do trade him, he they do get a good return on investment. Um, but no trade has been made yet. Um, we thought it was a trade that was going to happen pretty fast. Well, but the Rudy Gobert trade, of course, fucked all that up when they gave up 1,700 picks and a whole bunch of players just to acquire Rudy Gobert. So if you want to acquire Kevin Durant, you're going to have to give up the farm to get him. And that's what's been holding up the trade thus far because everybody don't want to get their whole team just to get Kevin Durant. Not just to get Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant wants to go to a team that has players to actually compete for a championship. So if the Brooklyn Nets want everybody on your team to get Kevin Durant, I don't think he's going to be on a team that competes for a commit compete, excuse me for a championship. So I feel like that's kind of like no point of fucking even doing the trade in the first place. So um, he's been training with a whole bunch of people during the off season and stuff like that. Um, there's rumblings of him training with Jason Tatum in Paris or wherever he's at doing some weird ass shit, training with other people, but it's kind of hard for, you know, players to even be friends anymore without people speculating weird ass shit, even though he does want to be a free agent. Um, he does want to get traded. Maybe he's just working out with his friend, but 
the proposed trade for the Boston Celtics was like a Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart uh, pick and some other shit like that. So it could be his future teammate. So there could be something there, but all signs point to him not being traded um, where it is. Ben Simmons is uh, recommitting to the team, to the Brooklyn Nets. He's ready to go. The mental stuff that he was going through is done. Um, he got some money. They settled in a little uh, his little grievance with the Philadelphia uh, 76ers when they tried to take his money for not playing last year. Um, there was $20 million, I think, that was taken uh, taken from him last year from the Philadelphia 76ers. So um, he got to recruit, uh, recoup some of that in a settlement. Um, so now that that's done and he's in a good place mentally, um, I heard this from Stephen A on first take once he came back. He's finally back. Now first take is actually watchable again because I know I haven't watched that shit in hella long since he's been gone and just got back on Monday. Um, but he did say he talked to Ben Simmons because he was talking big shit about big Simmons, Ben Simmons. So I wonder how that conversation went. But basically, Ben Simmons said he was ready. Um, he's going to be playing. And to me, that uh, Brooklyn Nets team could be ready to go. I mean, shit, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, still got Cam Thomas, Joe Harris, I mean, uh, Joe Thomas. Didn't they, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Danilo Gallinari went over there, but I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. They still got Patty Mills. Um, the team is formidable, man. If they just get over all the bullshit that they've been saying and all the, you know, the the trade, the, try to force your trade, man. Katie, that was a failure. You might as well just settle up with Josiah um, and apologize Steve, uh, to Steve Nash and whatever the GM's name is and just, you know, see what happens this last year. If it all goes to shit and you guys don't make noise, then you get traded and you can just have a, you know, have a reason to have a gripe and just try to get somewhere else. But with the team you have now, you can at least get a four seed in the East and make a run in the playoffs. You got KD and Kyrie in the playoffs. Anything could happen. And Ben Simmons. I mean, he's the, the he was up for defensive player of the year. Um, he may not have like free throws or a jump shot, but man, his handle and his playmaking is incredible. So I think they just over overthinking it. I mean, they're all men in there, just sack up and just get over it. Some words were said. I know some shit may not be able to be taken back, but it's a business. If y'all want to win a ring, make some money, win some credibility. Brooklyn, you have Brooklyn in the palm of your hands if y'all bring the championship to Brooklyn. So, man, come on. Just think about it. Think about it before you cause all this mess. Um, moving on, because I'm not going to stay on that too long, because that situation can be going on forever. I don't even know. Um, the Christmas games have been announced for the NBA. Let me sit on the page real quick. Sorry about that. We got a docket of the Christmas games, and they made good choices this year. Last year, they tried to keep my boys out of the game, try to keep the Nuggets out of the Christmas game. I don't know why. I mean, we were there two years before that, and they just want to try to take us out. Now, stupid. Jokic won MVP last year. Um, he should have been, you know, the year before last, so he should have been in the Christmas game already. And he won the MVP for the year that he wasn't in the game. So y'all had no choice but to put him in there. And we got some give back to give for the Suns, too. Them bitches. Um, so the Christmas games are five Christmas games. We have the Bucks versus the Celtics. It's going to be a good game. Sixers versus the Knicks. It's going to be a great game. Suns versus the Nuggets. Of course, it's going to be a great game. We're going to get some get back. Some retribution is due. Uh, Lakers versus the Mavs and the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. All good games, in my humble opinion. Uh, I'm going to be watching all of them. And it's crazy, too, because the Buccaneers play on Christmas as well. The Buccaneers play the Cardinals. And I think um, Denver plays the Rams. So there's a bunch of sports on on Christmas. So we got um, 
the Nuggets playing or the Buccaneers playing at five and then the Nuggets playing at seven on Christmas Day. So I'm gonna have some good food, some good sports to watch. Who's watching that shit with me? Because whoever's with me on Christmas is gonna have a good day of sports to watch and a crazy, hopefully drunk Patrick chilling and watching some good sports. You know what I'm saying? I might I don't drink often, but when I do, it's gonna be due to some Bucks and some and some Nuggets game. On the same day, uh man, there was this weekend back in the day. Back in the day, day, day. Shout out Kari because he he, he uh, hooked us up. I went to a Buccaneers game. I think it was like a Sunday night. Of course, it had to be a Sunday night. Uh, Buccaneers versus the 49ers. And then that next Monday, I went to a Warriors versus Nuggets game. And that was just, oh, man. So to them, for them to play, and that was kind of like Christmas, I guess I could say. So for them to be playing on the same day on Christmas is just full circle, man. I'm loving it. So, yeah, if you guys are ready for some Christmas basketball, it was announced and schedules were dropped today too. NBA schedules. Um, shoot, the NBA starts in October, so it's right around the corner. Um, but football is starting first, and then you got basketball starting and the baseball playoffs. So sports is getting ramped back up as the weather changes. So I hope you guys are ready for that. What we got next for topics, Serena taking a step back from tennis. Um, she's not saying she's retiring, but she is taking a step back. Um, this is really interesting to me uh, because she has – she has taken some time off recently from uh, for injuries and she was pregnant, had a baby and then she has come back and this is supposed to be her revamp time, her to win a bunch of uh, grand slams and a bunch of, a bunch of opens and to re uh, establish herself as the queen bee in tennis. Um, but she's had a, bad, a couple of bad tournaments. Um, she's lost the last couple of matches she played um, to some lower ranked, uh, to some lower ranked uh, competitors, uh, tennis players. So, um, she's now taking some time off for herself to kind of recalibrate herself and to kind of um, see what she can do and see if she can find her center. Because um, maybe she did rush herself back. Um, she's still relatively young. She's only like in her, I want to say, uh, 30s, uh, upper 30s. Um, so she has some time if she wants to get her body right and come back and do some things. Because there are some tennis players out there that are kind of old and kind of doing their thing still. But it is kind of tough kind of moving laterally like that and kind of like moving how you, you know, need to move in tennis, especially after you've been doing it for so long. She's been doing it as a, as a child. Um, but I don't know. I just think as of now, um, she may just need to take some time off for herself, get her mental right, get her body right, and just come back even stronger. Um, but, you know, even if she does take some time off, she's not going to be forgotten. No way, no how. Um, just to name some of her accomplishments. Um, she has about 13 Grand Slams. Um, let me see. I, ha I had it in here in my notes. She has like 13 Grand or 14 Grand Slams. And she has a whole bunch with her sister as well in doubles. Um, and I don't know, she, she's like miles ahead of any, um, woman's tennis player in those accomplishments. Um, I, I don't know. And I think she just needs to rest on, just to rest a little bit. I mean, cause being that good is always somebody looking to, um, dethrone you and looking for, and, you know, and the media is actually looking for that as well. Who's the next person that's going to dethrone the big dog. And sometimes it's, it's kind of better to go out on top and she's not actually, like I said, necessarily going out. She's just going to take a break recalibrate and then come back you know what i'm saying and that's all that's all she needs i'm sure it'll be great um especially for her um yeah especially how people are talking in the media now like she's not the best and she needs to take a little bit take a little break um let people miss her a little bit and come back and let everybody you know let her remind everybody why she's the great serena williams and you know coming from compton putting us on the map you know what i'm saying changed 
change tennis for minorities all over, um, especially, you know, black girls trying to play tennis out there. Uh, the Naomi Osaka's out there and uh, the Coco's out there um, just paving the way for girls um, from impoverished neighborhoods, Compton, California, um, out there trying to get into those prestige tennis clubs that are predominantly ran by white folks and just getting, getting those um, spaces to become Serena Williams or Venus Williams. It's just, it's just inspiring in general. So um, even though she may not be on top right now, maybe taking some time off, we still gonna respect her for what it is. And I will not take no Serena slander now. Say so. Anyways, next we go on Drake, another accomplishment for this man um, with uh, Staying Alive, that DJ Khaled single um, with Lil Baby um, taking a high spot on the Billboard charts. He broke another record. He's the first artist with 100 top 20 Billboard hits, and he breaks the all-time record for the most top five Billboard hits with 30 passing the Beatles. So shout out him. Breaks all, uh, break. Drake's always breaking records. So this is another new one. Every every other week he breaks a Billboard record. So um, yeah, he's running. It's crazy because he's breaking the record off of somebody else's song, <laughs> and that's hella crazy. But shout out him. Uh, but he probably had a lot to do with the record. So maybe that's why he got so much credit on it. Um, what we got next here? Oh, yeah. And by the way, I heard a question out there. Somebody said, is Drake falling off? Like quality music wise, is Drake falling off? Again, he put out, I think I may have broached this question on the last pod. Um, that last album wasn't the best album in everybody's eyes, but it is, you know, culturally around the world, the house music and that house bop is what everybody's kind of listening to overseas. So maybe he was, uh, you know, ahead of us here in America on that aspect. And when it comes down to his songs in general, uh, maybe they're not always the best, you know, not always like, you know, take care. And then staying like, man, if you're reading this, it's too late. It was a lot of songs on there with my shit. Um, we're not getting a lot of those kind of songs, but I feel like, you know, he's just been around for so long and he's given us so much good music that sometimes when he gives us some mid, um, it's looked at as bad when people shouldn't be looking at it like that at all. I, I respect Drake. He's one of my favorite artists, of course, but me personally, I can see when he's kind of phoning it in on a verse or um, he's not trying his hardest on a verse. I've heard some really good Drake verses and I've heard some features where he's like, okay, I'm just going to do what I can or do what I want to do. Cause I'm Drake and it's not always the best, but um, I don't know, man. I just feel like the general public kind of just sees it surface level and kind of feel like if they, if he don't go 10 for 10, he's falling off. And that's not true. Um, like I said, I mean, I didn't say this, but he just signed, I heard a $500 million music deal with somebody which is supposed to be under wraps that nobody's talking about um but so i know he's not retiring no time soon and this album right here that he just put out it was probably just a warm-up for everybody just a throwaway not even a throwaway just like an experiment to see what kind of reaction he'll get out of it and what it'll do and especially it's kind of paying homage to maybe the people that he hangs out with overseas in these exotic places that do listen to that shit you know what i'm saying you never know uh, but shout out drake and congratulations to your new accomplishment accomplishments and uh Man, I already talked about the Young Money Tour last pod, but yeah, Drake has been an integral part of me um, in my music expansion growing up, you know, me being a big Lil Wayne fan and for Drake coming out and for him being a different type of rapper, uh, introspective rapper that you, you that talked about his emotions and kind of talked about shit that almost every guy has gone through with either a woman or in life. 
it was just kind of crazy. And it just brought in a whole new aspect. And it's just always been so smooth. You know what I'm saying? And it's been like for 10, 15 years, almost 20 years now. So shoot. Shout out Drake. Let me get off this <laughs> off that topic. Um, and let me just get to the rumor part of the podcast. All this stuff I'm hearing, I I, I don't really know 100% about it. I just kind of heard it, looked it up, saw it on Twitter. So I thought I want to talk about it with y'all. Um, starting with the least, <laughs> the least probably, I don't know if it's least true, but the least that I researched, I just heard around, I heard in the rumor mill that Joe Biden was not running for president in the next, uh, the next, for the next term, 2024, he wouldn't run again for president. Uh, me personally, I believe it. Um, but I didn't really hear a whole, of course, nobody has said it, um, because I'm sure it'll be all out hell if that actually was made public. But just for the fact that he doesn't really seem too competent right now, he seems a little too old. He's very forgetful. He falls asleep a lot. Um, his speeches really aren't on point like they should be. Um, I know back in the day when Barack Obama was giving his speeches, they used to be always so smooth and they used to be always so cool. Um, but <laughs> you'll hear Joe Biden just go off and say some weird ass shit or miss, miss say a word or say the same word like six times or mumble through a sentence. I'm like, wait, you're supposed to be giving a powerful speech right now and making the world like listen and respect what's going on over here. But it, it just all sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook. Um, I respect our president. I respect our government and all that. But it's not a good look when he can barely keep his eyes open. He's falling off bikes and stuff. Um, you know, he, he just seems like he needs to be sitting down somewhere. It's a lot of pressure being president. And I don't think all the weight should be on his shoulders. Who's going to run next? I have no clue. Again, I'm the least political guy in the world. Um, maybe Kamala goes and just tries to run for president. I don't know if she can. I don't know if she has to be vice president still for the next person that runs or i don't know if the person that next person that runs for actually the next term the person will run with a different you know vice president probably so maybe she will get her own um campaign to become president and maybe we can try it again with kamala's president i don't know but me i'm gonna have to like get more into politics and really research these people because um this whole four years that's going on now doesn't seem much to be changing i just feel like a lot of stuff is going downhill we're going sideways backwards subtracting and I think a lot more things need to happen towards progress. And I don't really think that's happening. Um, but yeah, that's the rumor I heard about that. Joe Biden might not be running for president in 2024. But who will? I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I, I don't even I can't even imagine what tomorrow brings. So in 2024, I don't know what's going on, what the world's going to be like. Um, Capri Sun. Hold on one second here. Before we get into Capri Sun, let me go into a commercial break here. Let me get some more water and stuff. Um, some more water and stuff. I just got some water for the first time, but I'll be right back. It's the Best of Bias podcast. Really short break because it's going to be a short podcast for y'all. I'm not going to hold y'all too long, but check out the hats. Check out my merch. Um, it's the Best of Bias podcast. Uh, we'll be right back. And we back. My bad, y'all. My bad, y'all. I had to get some water real quick. Uh, Capri Sun, man. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard, but Capri Sun had to recall about 5,000 boxes of their Capri Sun's wild cherry flavor, which is the best flavor, by the way. I don't know what they got going over there. I think it's a little conspicuous that they they uh, they they messing up the best flavors. But um, supposedly 5,000 boxes of Capri Sun had cleaning solution uh, somehow infused inside of it. It was a machinery malfunction. 
that messed up a couple of boxes or well, 5,000 boxes and they actually were shipped out to people and they're calling back with complaints that the pouches tasted like solution. So first of all, this is weird to me because why did the people that were drinking the pouches have to call in and say we got solutions solution in this in these? How come they couldn't catch the mistake at the factory for 5,000 boxes that have cleaning solution in it? There had to be something going wrong in the machinery and you had to have fixed it at some point. You know what I mean? So if you saw this, I mean, you can't recall the whole line. I get it. So you probably don't know exactly which boxes have the solution, but why give it to the public to where little kids can consume it and possibly poison themselves? That's crazy. That's nuts to me. That is, and it's like a big, oops, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know that was happening. So uh, just send them back. Don't drink them. Um, they made an announcement that any Capri Suns labeled June 23 or June 25, 2023 to send them back because they're contaminated. That's nuts. Because first we had the Skittles and now we have the Capri Suns. I don't know what they're trying to do to our kids of our nation, but um, this is getting kind of weird. Roe versus Wade. Now you got, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make any jokes, but I'm just saying Roe versus Wade. Then you have the poisoning or Skittles give, has uh, something in it that alters your DNA to give you cancer. And now you have cleaning solution in the best flavor of Capri Suns. I ain't trying to pull, uh, pull out no conspiracy or put on my conspiracy hat right now, but I don't know what they're trying to do to our youth. But one, you're not taking away the best flavor of Capri Sun. And secondly, um, <laughs> you, you're not going to poison uh, the best flavor of Capri Sun, and you're not about to be poisoning our youth, especially oof, Lunchables. My favorite thing in a Lunchable was a Capri Sun. Capri Sun's in the bottom of your bag lunch on a field trip. Man, sucking that down because, <laughs> pause, because after, you know, activities, you know what I'm saying, I might have to score some touchdowns at lunch or something. I might have to show out at recess. I'm going to suck down that, uh, pause again, that Capri Sun and just, to take that first sip out of a delicious wild cherry Capri Sun and to taste some cleaning solutions, we fighting off top. For real, for real. For real, for real. Um, but yeah, get your shit together. I didn't know that we're owned by Kraft. Kraft and Heinz. Uh, they better not be fucking up ketchup, too. If I, t- if I find some cleaning solutions in my ketchup, I'm, I'm kicking your ass. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing, but yeah. Um, they had a class action lawsuit going out. Um, so I don't know how much money the people are going to get, but sheesh, that is, that's kind of crazy. The world is getting crazy. You can't trust machine machinery. That's why you need to get hire people to squeeze juice individually in each packet, seal them things, bring jobs back to America because machinery be fucking up. Or maybe the person that was watching machinery was fucking up and then that brings cause to be like, maybe we don't need people. Never mind. Stop fucking up, Capri Sun. Monkeypox found in dog. This is wild. I don't know how it happened. In Paris, a greyhound dog, it was the dog of a male couple um, that just got monkeypox a couple of days prior. Um, the dogs actually, the dog actually contracted monkeypox in its anus area. How the monkeypox got there, I'm not sure. Were the people petting the dog's butt after getting monkeypox? Was the dog sitting in the area the people were sitting while having monkeypox? was the people doing some nasty stuff to the dog. That I hope that last one isn't true, um, but that's what Twitter is talking about and kind of speculating, because I don't see much details on how dogs can contract 
monkeypox, other than they were saying that it's sexually transmitted and and I don't I don't know. I don't want to even say it because that rumor saying that it was transmitted through uh gay sex through males, um, I don't believe that for one second. But for the fact that the, the I know it's probably from contact, um, but I don't know what kind of contact. That's the thing. Is it like heavy contact, like you're holding intensely somebody, you're rubbing somebody, but for your dog to get it in its butt around its anus area is very, very interesting to me. Very, very interesting. I don't want to even assume anything crazy, but I hope the dog gets okay. Um, I know it's very uncomfortable for the dog. I, I think it was like bleeding. I don't want to get too graphic with y'all. I'm not even going to go there. But just imagine monkey pox on your ass. You wouldn't be able to sit down. Think about the little puppy. Think about the little puppy. I don't know how they get down in Paris, France. I'm telling you, it's not in America. So I know in America, they probably do some weird wild shit with their dogs too. But Paris, they're probably they're taking it to another level, man. Your dog got monkey pox? Get the dog the, vac the vaccine. Um, I hope this isn't true. I hope the dog don't got monkeypox, maybe some mosquito bites or some other shit that's not monkeypox because if dogs can get monkeypox, that's on a whole nother level because if it's not sex with the dog, which I hope it's not, if it's just contact with areas or infected areas, dogs rubbing everything, especially outside when taking them for walks, they rub on the ground, fire hydrants, poles, all that kind of shit. So if if dogs can get attracted that way that's wild but if they're doing some weird freaky france shit some menage a dog that's on another level too but freak man i love freak i love puppies man so for them to be able to be vulnerable to uh fucking monkeypox is nuts uh when they weren't able to get covid i was happy because a dog getting covid would be nuts in itself but uh monkeypox on a whole nother level um just imagine a dog getting monkeypox on his face that'd be crazy um, speaking of dogs, my dog is acting crazy over here. Um, give me one second. I'll be right back. My bad, my bad, my bad, y'all. She was, uh, doing the most again, like she always does. Always trying to stop me from doing my podcast, but we'll be back. <laughs> we fresh. So you fresh. I'm sorry. I ain't gonna let that stop me. One monkey don't stop. No show. <laughs> to play on monkeypox um but yeah hopefully they kind of figure this thing out because um i think there's a vaccine for it now but i'm kind of tired of doing the whole vaccine thing um they're shooting us up with a lot of stuff that our body is not used to i want to go down that conspiracy uh, go down that conspiracy bag but i kind of feel like i'm gonna pass on this one you know what i'm saying and i don't like touching people in any way so um, hopefully virons uh you know what i'm saying you can stay away from uh, people. <laughs> don't be touching people while you're serving out there. Um, but yeah, I don't be touching nobody anyways. Um, but yeah, and that ends that topic. That kind of wraps up all the topics for today, actually. I just want to pose you guys with a little question here. I had a family thread question the other day. Um, they were um, asking if you had to get rid of one of these actors and their works, which would it be? Everything that they did, everything that they put out, projects, uh, music for some of these people, <laughs> and uh, shows, movies, all that stuff. So the four people are Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy, Denzel Washington, and Will Smith. So which one would you get rid of out of the four? And if you got rid of them, what works would you get rid of? I mean, not what works would you get rid of? If you got rid of them, all their works would go and everything they've ever done will go. Basically, they wouldn't exist in a sense. Me personally, hmm, it was tough for me, but it probably would be Martin. 
Um, a lot of the stuff Martin did was was generational, especially the Martin Show, um, Life. A lot of the movies he did, Blue Streak, National Security. I went through all these the other day with them trying to kind of like name a lot of the Martin stuff that he did. The Martin Show, if that was to never exist, I don't know, man. I don't know if a lot of these other sitcoms could even live back in the day. Um, but I couldn't get rid of Eddie Murphy. His animated um, stuff alone was just too monumental. Uh, Mushu, Donkey. Um, you got a lot of his older stuff. Of course, I like Showtime. I liked Dr. Doolittle. I liked uh, 48 Hours. I like Coming to America. I like a lot of his older stuff. Um, Showtime, where was it? What's the one where he's an actor? That was Showtime. And then I Spy with uh, Owen Wilson. There's a lot of stuff that I like with Eddie Murphy, so I couldn't get rid of him, of course. Denzel. Uh, there was no be there would be no way I would get rid of Denzel, so we ain't even gotta go through his stuff because he wouldn't even be an option. And then Will Smith, you know, the slap, the Chris Rock, Rock slap made me consider for a second. But you know, a lot of his movies, he put out so much work uh, in his sci-fi bag that were just so um, generational in themselves that I couldn't even take Will Smith out of it. Um, I Robot, I Am Legend. He did those movies basically with CGI the whole time. I Am Legend, he did basically by himself the whole time. That was nuts. Um, his biopics, Ali, um, Arthur, um, he was Malcolm X, just a bunch of stuff, um, Pursuit of Happiness. Um, he, he did a lot of work, man. Um, he, he's done a lot of stuff. So a lot of those works were super important to our culture, to our generation, um, to multiple generations, not even only our generation. And it, it kind of birthed a lot of new generations. So um, although Martin's comedy and a lot of those movies shows that he did um, were, were good in their own right, these other guys, I feel like if they were to not exist and their works were to go, uh, we would be losing a lot more and if we were to lose some of the works that uh, Martin did. Though we are losing some works that some of these guys did because they were working with Martin, Eddie Murphy in Life, Will Smith in Bad Boys, and some other stuff. Um, I still feel like we would still be okay with the other three and Martin not, not being here, which is sad to say. But we love you, though, Martin. Uh, don't take nothing away from you. We love you, though, Martin. Um, but, yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast um shoot nothing else really to talk about um we will have another episode coming to you pretty soon um jen wants to get back on and kind of talk about some stuff i'm gonna let her take the reins on the topics for that one um get the female's uh, perspective on some topics and get out here and discuss some stuff because you know it's always my kind of nerdy male sports dominated pop culture perspective so you can get out here and mix it up a little bit um of course there's still merch available there's merch everywhere you can see hats i got shirts um still got a couple sizes in the exclusive like uh run that i have in the shirts um uh, this run is really exclusive only got 11 of them so um i have a couple of left i have some mediums i have some larges and i yeah just medium and large no extra extra larges left but Still got a bunch of hats, more hats coming, more colors. People have been asking for some blues, some yellows, get you guys set up for the fall. Um, hoodies coming on the way soon. Um, AKA will be back for more episodes. And again, the video will be out soon. 
Um, there will be video. There will be video, I repeat. That's why I'm doing this right now so I can get this done and sent out to AKA so you can get back on the videos for the YouTube. Um, and y'all can continue to like, share, and tell your friends all about what you've seen and what you've heard. Um, but yeah, if you need some merch, go ahead and hit me up on the Instagram. You know where to find me on that thing. It's SHC underscore Lydell. Or you can hit me up on the Best of Bias Instagram. I'm, I'm on both. I'm managing both. So you can just hit me up. Tell me what size you need, what kind of hat you need. Bucket, beanie, trucker, you know what I'm saying? Dad hat. And I can ship it out to you. Hats are $20, $25 shipped. And I can get them to you wherever you are, man. Um, support the bias, wear the bias wherever you are. Uh, more uh, content coming, like I said, AKA getting on them beats. He does music. We're going to redo the theme song. Um, we're going to revamp it for the 2022. Um, try to get some you know, get AKA on it, maybe make it a full length song. I know we've been talking about redoing that um, for a while now. So we're going to get that on there. Um, but yeah, man, it's been great. Um, I'm happy to be back. Happy to get the video out to y'all so y'all can actually see what's going on here. I've been trying to modify the area to um, get you guys more visually in tune, man. Show you guys what I got going and to show y'all that I have been collecting. I got merch and I've been expanding the space, man. The Best of Bias podcast is only up from here, man. I'm telling you. Um, and again, we're trying to get people to go to Comic-Con with us, man. December 2nd through 4th. Book it on your calendar if you're listening to this now. Tickets are for sale. Hopefully they're not sold out already because, you know, the Comic-Con and the pop culture kind of like community is booming right now. And, um, you know, everybody's down with the Comic-Cons and the, and the pop culture uh, festivals and events. So um, get your tickets while you can if you're still willing to go out and participate in these events. But either way, any way you do it, stay safe. Um, again, this is episode 128. I want to say 128. Um, thank you guys for being here. The best of bias. Um, I know, I know, I know. There's been trials and tribulations to this whole ride. Um, of course, episodes one through 98 are all on uh, the best of bias podcast. You'll see it over there with me and Hugo. Um, and then you'll have 99 through 128 all on best of bias podcast, two different podcasts, but you can get all the bias. we got plenty of podcast episodes. We've been doing this for three years now and we ain't stopping no time soon. We got um, three years worth of material, about 128 episodes. All the shows you can, um, all the show reviews, movie reviews you may not have seen and want to actually, you may have just seen them and want to review them again with us like you just seen it and to see how we felt in uh, real time. Go listen to those. All that stuff is back catalogs. Um, website coming real soon so I can get you guys more direct visuals on my inventory of the stuff that I have left so you won't just play over there, fuck on my shit right now. Hey, Clay, get up out of there, bro. Hey, Clay, get out of there, dog. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's the best of bias podcast. It's all I really got for y'all today. So like I like to say at the end of my pods or my theme song, hey, y'all, it's right here. Yeah. Have a good day. Happy Friday. You already know. It's the best of, best of bias. You need to hear for, you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best of, best of bias. The best of bias. It's the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias Podcast.